bigger than your situation. He's bigger than your circumstance. He's bigger than the people coming up against you because he is God. He is great and he is greatly to be praised. Isn't that right? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So let's forget about all that other stuff. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we come to church and we have everything on our mind but the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's time to push all that other stuff aside. I'm here for a purpose. I'm here to hear from God. I'm here to get direction from God. And then, God, if you choose to use me for the person sitting on the right or person sitting on the left, God, I give you free reign with me tonight. Come on, somebody. See, that's why we're here tonight. Glory to God. So forget about whatever's going on in the bank account. Forget about the relationship issue forget about the children thing forget about the money thing and even the pain going on in your body because we serve a God guess what he is a healer and the Bible says he's the same today yesterday and forevermore he changes not you don't allow anything or anybody to get in way of you hearing what God has to share with you tonight glory to God now I'm gonna open up this way tonight how many people have ever done a detox Okay, I got a couple of hands. And some people, I'm not raising my hand, but I'm going to say, yeah. You know, they advise us to do a detox every uh, twice, at least twice a year, you know. And we know what the detox does. What does the detox do? Cleans you out from the rooter to the tutor, right? Any, all those toxins that are in your uh, kidneys and whatever's going on in your liver, all them toxins. When you do a detox, guess what? It gets all that junk out of you. Glory to God. That's the purpose of the detox. Well, guess what? You're going to have a detox tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank the Lord for his word. His word cleanses us from the inside out. Hallelujah. So we thank him for that word tonight. Tonight is detox night. Amen. I'm not selling a product or anything. Glory to God. Amen. You buying. Glory to God. Was she ready? Glory to God. If you're ready, let's be ready. Glory to God. Open your Bibles to the book of John 10, 10 for me, please. Amen. It's detox night at the word of faith. We got to get some things out of our system. Glory to God. Anything you have in your system that, that is toxic, it will hurt you. You know, it'll hurt your internal organs. It'll hurt you from the inside. But guess there, there is something else that hurts us when we allow it to fester and live on the inside of us. Guess what that is? It is also considered a poison or a toxin, and it is unforgiveness. So tonight we're talking about the poison of unforgiveness. It's funny, we were in class, I think it was yesterday, and I was telling them, you're as good as your last sermon because, you know, people like to jump and shout and do all that kind of good stuff. All that's good. All that's good in the house of the Lord. But then when you come with a message that's totally different, and I mentioned unforgiveness, why did I open my mouth and say that? Because God had already been dealing me about preaching this message, but I was like, okay, maybe not this time. But now he said, now is the time and now is the season, glory to God. So I just thank God for his word, and I know that you will be blessed. Amen. And I'm asking you to search your own heart tonight because unforgiveness is a poison. 
It is a toxin that we need to get out of our system. Amen. So the title of my message again is The Poison of Unforgiveness. Glory to God. We got to get some stuff out of our system. Glory to God. So we can function properly. Amen. You're not functioning properly if you got ought against somebody. Amen. Y'all ain't got to say amen. It's right. It's going to be so in the, even because the word tells us so. You, you're not functioning properly in the kingdom if you're offended by somebody. You're not functioning properly if you, got, if you see a person and some, something go, you know how that thing go off on the inside when you look at some, some people? You know what I'm talking about. See, this girl got cheated on me. Let's be real, right? When you come to God's kingdom, you come into the church, you got to be R-E-A-L. Time for games, put aside all that kind of stuff. You know when you walk up some people and you feel that <clears throat> on the inside of you, and it, you know you see them sitting over here. You make sure you go when they go right, you go left. And it's like ushers, please don't seat me next to them. Glory to God, or you're gonna go to the bathroom and then find you another seat. Come on, somebody. So things like that we have to deal with because you're not functioning at the proper level. Glory to God of love. If you got to be running from folks. If you can't stand to look at folks, if you can't deal with people, come on, somebody. You're not functioning at optimum capacity that God has called you to operate in. Come on, somebody. God has called us to operate in love. So whatever comes against the, the, your love walk, you got to deal with some things. So tell your neighbor, you got to deal with it. You know, it's time for putting things aside. We have carried the weight of um, things that have gone on in our families. Come on, somebody. We have carried the weight of issues on our job. You know how people just rise up against you just because they can? Come on, somebody. We have carried the weight of a whole lot of things. Now it's time to take the mask off, to lose the weight and walk in what God has called us to walk in. Come on, somebody. See, remember, remember in the confession, it said God has taken us back to purity. That's the part that I'm ministering on tonight. Got to deal with some things on the inside. Amen, because they, they have a way of manifesting on the outside. You find yourself popping off on people and they ain't did nothing to you. Just a little toe jam and you just, it's, it's like I ran you down with my car. Something's wrong with that response. Y'all agree with me? You do a little thing to somebody and they pop off like that, something is wrong. It wasn't that little incident that just occurred. That is something that's been going on, been festering on the inside for a long time. And it's growing and growing. The Bible talks about how a brood of bitterness will spring up on the inside of you. So we got to deal with stuff like that. Glory to God. Holy and hallelujah. I know y'all wonder why I brought some bleach in case y'all get mad and start chasing me. I'm like, That's from a demonstration. So we got to deal with some things tonight. Glory to God. Because I want to walk in total liberty. We got about six months left in this year. All that God has for me, I want it. And if the Holy Spirit said people are dealing with things like this, guess what? We need to address them in the kingdom so we can root that stuff out so you can be free to lift your hand. Because some people can't even lift their hand because they're so mad about something. Upset about something. Glory to God. So I want you to be free. The Bible says, whom the Son set free is free indeed. Amen. Jesus came so we can walk in total liberty in every area of our life. Doesn't want us living in unforgiveness. John 10, 10. Let's get to this. I was like, Lord God, why did I come to church tonight? It's detox night. Glory to God. Hallelujah. John 10, 10. The Bible says this. Um, the thief cometh only 
The thief cometh not, I'm going to read it because I didn't give them the, uh, where it comes from. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So anything that comes against that, I'm going to deal with it. Tell your neighbor again, let's deal with it. And look at him in the face. Say, you holding on to something? Ask him, are you holding on to something? Look at him again and say, let it go. All right. Woo. Find another neighbor. Something happened when y'all did that. Glory to God. Look at your other neighbor. Ask him this. Say, are you holding on to something? Then tell him, let it go. You know, everybody in the church, they think they got, I got to come in here. I got to act like nothing is going wrong in my life. Like I have no issue, no problem. All my circumstances are wonderful. I have cash in the bank. I have this. My pocketbook is full. There's nothing going on with my body. My marriage is amazing. You know, that, that's how we act when we get to church. Well, we know sometimes that story ain't real. And that ain't even faith. That's just some made up stuff in your mind. Come on, somebody. So we got to deal with some stuff tonight. So the thief comes to kill, to steal and to destroy. And one of the things he uses to destroy us is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. If we allow that thing to fester in our heart, glory to God. The Bible tells us we're not supposed to give the enemy any place. So when you recognize something going on or you got something going on with another person, what is your first objective? You got to deal with it. You got to go to them. You got to handle your business. Isn't that something? The Bible gives us an outline in, in, in Matthew chapter 18, I believe it is. Go there. They're going to be mad, but they're going to be all right. Verse number seven says this. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to the man by whom the offenses cometh. Where if the hand of thy foot offend thee, cut it off and cast them from thee. If it's better for thee to enter into a life, halt or maim, rather than to have two hands and two feet and to be cast into everlasting fire. And if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from then. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye and rather have two eyes and be cast into hell. Let me find the other part that I'm looking for. Da 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 da. This not my scripture. Talks about if two shall agree on earth. Bop, 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 bop. 18. 18. Thank you, brother. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, and I had it right here in the little bracket. I couldn't find it with my eye. Against thee, and go and tell him. Moreover, if thy brother, you got it, Laverne? 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault. Between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou shalt gain thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with, um, take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word shall be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, 
Tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen or as an, a publican. Verily I say unto thee, whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever thou loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Again I say unto you, if two shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of them of my Father which is in heaven. So God gives us a remedy regarding relationships that we have. If something is going on in a relationship, it could be happening at your home. It could be happening on your job. God expects us to deal with it according to his word. You know how we allow things to fester and to grow instead of just saying, hey, let's talk about this thing. Come on, somebody. Now, there may be times I had a situation with um, one of my coworkers. I didn't start the situation. I wouldn't bother nobody. You know how you be just minding your own business? I ain't bother nobody, but she chose to bother me. So after, um, it, what she did was not, it, it was like really like, ugh. So I, I decided, I, I, you know, I, a Friday the incident happened. I said, I'm just going to pray about it, see how God, because I, when, you know, you don't deal with something when you're very angry. Because I said, if I deal with it while I'm angry, it's going to inflate and go grow, get even worse. So I waited till the Monday, and I saw her sitting there. I had prayed about it and all that kind of stuff. So I said, you know, I texted her. I said, well, let's go outside, because we always text and stuff, all that kind of stuff. So we go outside. So I'm thinking, we go outside. I'm doing what the word says. We're going to handle our business, come back in, and situation done. Me son. I started, I, I just want to know, is there, you know, something going on between us that we need to talk about? That's exactly what she's saying. What do you mean? I said, well, I just want to know, because, you know, I know this, things have changed between us, and I just want to, you know, clear the air. You know, sometimes people come and work, and, you know, me, I, I'm very, I keep, I try to keep to myself. I laugh if it's a joke. Otherwise, I just sit there and mind my business. From that point, the, the thing just skyrocketed out of, out, of, out, of the, out of St. Thomas. I'm telling you, it just went up. Now, she is upset, and, she, I'm just trying to, and I'm just trying to talk to her. Why would you say that about me? I know we're not friends, but why would you say that about me? I was like, I'm not saying anything. I just sent some things, and I just want to talk about it. From that point on, ah, she started screaming. Next thing I know, she come in the hallway. She's screaming. Ah, and my eyes is like. Because I could not believe somebody be tripping like that. And then my ghetto Detroit self came together when I was sitting at my desk and one of the uh, other uh, employees came. And she going to hug on me because the girl just flipped on me. And she come hug. I was like, I don't need nobody to hug on me, you know. I straight. I had to get up and get my sanctified self together. You know how y'all, y'all Christians, y'all don't do that. That y'all, because y'all always in control of y'all emotions, nothing. No, y'all never just, oh, y'all had more. Because I couldn't believe this woman did that to me. So I had to go in prayer again. And then it was like she was going and saying some other things to other people to get them to side with her. So I'm like, okay, now nah, nah, I done went from one to many. So, you know, I go into my prayer closet. Check me, I'm praying. Father, your word says, if they come against me one way, they're going to flee before me seven ways. A thousand going to fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come nigh me. Only with my eyes will I behold and see the reward of the wicked. You are Jehovah Sabaoth, the God of the heavenly armies, might upon my behalf. 
You said vengeance is mine. You will repay God. It didn't get better. It got worse. (laughs) Father, you know exactly what she did. And I'm bringing it to you, Lord God. You said cast every care, every weight, every concern upon you because you care for me, Lord God. I expect a divine reversal right now in the name of Jesus. I I speak confusion into their camp. Nothing changed. So I'm sensing fear coming on me when I go to work. I'm like, okay, you haven't given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and soundness in my mind. And it's like, God, I gave this to you. I gave it to you already. I'm not going to keep praying about the same thing. Do you know you can pray a certain way and it not be, you know, you can go on automatic when you pray? Because somebody come up against you, your thing is, I'm going to scripture. I'm finding every scripture that's going to bring them down, your enemies, your this, your that. I was sitting at my desk. And this is where this message came from. And the Lord said, um, have, Holy Spirit said, have you ever thought about what she may be going through? Me and my faith about myself, I don't even care. I didn't start this. She did. So, you know, that shut down God from speaking to me for the rest of the day. So when I go and pray again. Have you ever considered what she's going through? What does that have to do with me? (laughs) Satan, I rebuke you. Because that got to be the devil. Why do I care what you... No, no. You started this. I didn't. God comes again. Have you ever considered... Then he started getting my attention. And you know, I know the scripture, bless those that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and say all manner of evil. I know that. I thought I was doing that, even though I was calling on Jehovah Sabaoth. But God wanted me to go into prayer for her. I kept looking at me and what somebody was doing to me, but I never looked at God's heart toward that person. So the Holy Spirit kept coming to me. Have you ever considered? And one day I was sitting at my desk. I had to get up because I started crying because he kept coming to me saying the same thing over and over. Have you ever considered? Finally, it, it really hit home. And I'm telling you, I was sitting at this and my eyes just teared up. And I had to make an adjustment in my prayer. Instead of worrying about what somebody said about me, instead of worrying about what, what she did to me, now it's time for me to pray for her. Because some, something, you know, people don't hurt you. That, that, you know, just because a lot of time that seed has already been sown in their life somewhere. So because that seed of hurt been sown, guess what they do? They go and sow it in somebody else's life. I'm hurting all I know to do. See, we know as believers, you know, when we hurt, 
We know not to take it anywhere but to Jesus, to turn it over to him. But when, when you're dealing with somebody who's not really walking with God like you are, you, or consider that, you know, I ain't judging her walk, but I'm saying it ain't the same. That's all I'm saying. You know, you, you have to consider that maybe my knowledge of the word is greater than hers, and I need to do something else. So whatever the situation is that's troubling her, whatever is going on in her life, God can bring forth deliverance on her behalf. Come on, somebody. So the Holy Spirit, instead of me praying all these, I, I went to Jehovah Gaboth and all kind of, I, I'm telling you, I was calling down. I'm telling Michael, send Michael. Send Michael. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all act like y'all ain't did all that. You know, I'm busting a lot of people because y'all know I was saying the same thing about my own situation, you know. <laughs> but um, God had my heart. He did a heart adjustment on me. I had to have a heart change. He had to do some surgery on me because he kept coming to me. Have you ever considered? Have you ever considered? So in him telling me to consider, I had to make an adjustment on the inside, how I looked at her. Because I would get up, she would get up, I'd be like, Wait. you know, you'd be thinking about, it's got to happen now. They're going to give her a letter or something, something. You know, you get, every time you get, maybe she's going up to get a letter today, something. Because she got to go. <laughs> Remember, Minister Walker said she prayed against that person that he lost the job. So I had that in my remembrance. I'm like, hey, he's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. He could, he's the one that promotes. He put up one and set down another. That's what the scriptures say, right? Totally left when God was right. So I had to make an adjustment on the inside regarding this situation. Let's go to Proverbs 24. I'm, I'm sorry, Proverbs 4, 23. Talking about the poison of unforgiveness. Knowing that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And unforgiveness is a door for him in your life. And I'm telling you tonight, I need you to close them doors. Any doors of entry that you have given the enemy in your life, tonight is the night that you shut those doors in the name of Jesus. Because we're going to deal with it. We're letting things go. Glory to God. Amen. Proverbs 24, I mean, I'm sorry, Proverbs 4 and 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Now, from the uh, Amplified Version, it says this. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance. And above all that, you guard, for out of it flows the springs of your life. So God expects us to put a guard over our own heart. This is not something God does. This is something that you have to do. You have to put a guard over your own heart. Protect your own heart. Come on, somebody. And how do you do that? By the words that you speak out of your mouth, glory to God. And then in your prayer time. That's why your prayer time is so important, glory to God. For you, glory to God. So you can put a guard over your heart, glory to God, and not allow the enemy or not allow situations and circumstances in your life to guess what they happen. If you don't have a guard over your heart, it changes you. It changes your view. 
It changes how you look, you know. And if somebody has offended or hurt you, guess what? It allows that seed to go, that seed to go in and it allows it to grow and to grow and to grow and to fester in your life. Glory to God. So you got to put a guard over your heart. Glory to God. And not allow things to come in. Everybody familiar with the prophetess um, Juanita Bynum? Everybody um, know her, right? Well, she told a story about... Um, uh, ex, uh, uh, ex-boyfriend she had. She said um, one day she was just walking down the street. Now this is an ex-boyfriend. This ain't even a current man she's dealing with. This is an ex-boyfriend. She's walking down the street, I guess in New York or somewhere. And she said she sees her ex-boyfriend. And not only does she see him, she sees him with a girl. And the girl is carrying, they come, just coming out of the store, Tiffany. You know, Tiffany is a big-time story. And the girl is walking all happy and swinging her bag with her ex-boyfriend. And she looked at them, boy, with all kinds, because she's going back to. See, that helps you to locate yourself. When you see people and you can immediately go back, reel yourself back in your past to the offense, that means you ain't dealt with the offense. She reeled herself back to uh, the offense that he caused and whatever had um, happened in their relationship and caused the breakdown. And then she said, she said to herself, she said, self, look at this. I'm reliving something that has happened in my past. This person has gone on with their life. He got new woman. He buying her Tiffany or she don't know she bought it for herself. You never know. You know how women do. He ain't bought nothing. You walk around like he bought it. You know you bought that thing. Come on over. But that's a whole nother message. We ain't going to talk about that one. Okay. If he ain't buy it, act like you bought it. Come on, somebody. But anyway, she had, to, she had to come to herself. She said, I said to myself, this man is going on with his life. And that's what happens when you walk in unforgiveness. These people done went on with their life. Some of y'all holding parents hostage for, oh, I, I got to get the bleach. <laughs> I got too close with that one. <clears throat> holding your parents hostage for what happened in the past. Maybe somebody who shouldn't have touched you inappropriately. You holding, still holding on. Oh, I'm for real. We got people who've been raped in here. All, all kind of things, you know. Been raped myself. You can go on with your whole life holding that person hostage. You know, I'm being for real. Holding a person hostage. Parents didn't treat you right. This person, you know, you got incest and, and all kind of stuff going on. Yeah, I'm in the church, right? Let's talk about it. You hold this person hostage, but the only person being held hostage is you. The only person that can't move forward in their life is you. That's why God has given us the remedy in his word for what we're supposed to do when we're offended. What we're supposed to do when things don't go as, as, as we thought they should. Glory to God. We got to walk in forgiveness. And we got a purpose in our heart to, I don't care if it's a second old, let it go. You know how long I carried that thing 
walked around with that thing making you feel not worthy. Oh, I'm preaching up in here tonight. Making you feel that ain't nobody else going to want you because you got this. Why would somebody do? You live a life saying, why would somebody do that to me? And you hold on to it. But God is saying, let it go. Let go of the hurt. Let go of the pain. Let go of the bitterness. So you can be free. And walk in liberty in your life. What does it really mean to forgive? Forgive means, you know I got to put on my spectacles, okay. The definition of forgive is to stop feeling angry or resentment towards someone for an offense, a flaw, or a mistake. An offense, a flaw, or a mistake. An offense, a flaw, or a mistake. Sometimes employers hold something against their employees. Mistake they made. They hold it against them. Is that unforgiveness? Oh, yes. You holding your employee hostage or holding yourself hostage because of a mistake they made? Maybe your kid might have wrecked your car and stuff. You know, some parents don't even go back and talk to their children after anything. You know, that if something bad happened, they just kind of disconnect and close off. That, isn't that unforgiveness? Oh, I'm going, I'm reaching deep. Come on, somebody. Because these are things that we deal with. And you know what we do? We cover them up and we bury them and hope that they never fester or come back up in our lives ever again. But the enemy has a way of you walking by even the fragrance. When I used to smell the fragrance that this man used to wear. Now, when, when my situation happened, it was, I was in the church. And this was somebody in the church. And everybody approved of this person in the church. Y'all hear me? Oh, I'm being real tonight. And I'm going out on a date. Everybody approved with, of him. I go on a date with this man. The worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. And when I went to the police station, they treated me like the dog of dogs. They, I'm, I'm trying to file a report. They said, oh, well, you're going to be back with him anyway. So now, just worthless. Feeling nothing on the inside. Just empty and broken on the inside. Y'all hearing me? But after all of that, God still tells me to what? Forgive. Still tells me to let it go. Let's go to Luke chapter 17, verse number one. We got other people got some situations. Still mad at your husband and you ain't even with him no more. Y'all been divorced for years. And you keep rambling about something that happened in the past. Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth under those things that are before. He said, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, I press because no, there is nothing behind you. Everything you need is in front of you. That's why God needs you to flow and have some momentum and continue to move forward irregardless to what has happened in your life. You got to trust him to heal you from the inside out. Woo! Glory to God. 
Amen. Luke 17 and 1 says this. Then said he unto the disciple, it is impossible, but that all fishes will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. You might as well prepare yourself. Didn't Jesus just say, offense is going to come? So that's why you got to keep yourself girded up all the time. Stayed up, prayed up all the time. Let's look at Luke chapter 6, verse 28. Some things are falling off tonight in the name of Jesus. Some people are letting some go. The parents that have been held hostage by their kids or where the kids thought they were. That whole situation is loose tonight. And I'm speaking restoration in the name of Jesus. Restoration. Joyce Myers. Everybody familiar with the story of Joyce Myers? Father raped her for years. 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 And right, her mother knew. Did nothing. God moves on this woman's heart. That the same person that offend you, she bought her father a house down the street from her, set him up in the house, and that's uh, uh, until he died. She made sure she took care of him. Come on, somebody. Doesn't matter the offense. Doesn't matter who did it. God expects us to operate according to the word. And his word tells us to forgive. Luke chapter 6, verse 28 says this. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. One way to move from unforgiveness to forgiveness is to pray. Is to pray. And it is to pray. <laughs> it is to pray. And the Bible talks about bless them. When you look up that word bless, it's like uh, uh, it, it, it's you, you like eulogy or eugeo. It's the same word that you use for eulogy. What does that mean to us? Instead of using your mouth to speak negative regarding that person, you know when you get to a funeral. Now, I've been to a funeral where, you know, people really let it rip, and they let it, you know, how you really felt about a person come out. No, most people put on, and they find something good to say about that person in their casket. I don't care how bad that person was. He might have been mean as a billy goat, but everybody comes up, and they find something good. That's what it means when God talks about bless those that curse you. This the words that come out your mouth regarding that person have to change. So you got to speak life over that person. The same way that when they have that funeral, everybody speaks good words. Oh, he was a good man. He was mean as a billy goat. Uh, <laughs> oh, he did this. No, he didn't. You know, everybody finds something to say. They dig down the reason. God expects us to do the same thing with our mouth. Bless those. Now, you can do a natural blessing, meaning give them something, buy them some lunch, whatever, however the Lord leads you. But if your mouth don't change, guess what? The heart don't change either. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So to know if you're really walking in, in forgiveness with that person is really when you see that person, what comes out of your mouth? Blessings or cursing? Okay? All righty then. Boy, I am rocking. I see y'all running around the room. Pastor, you see them running? Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's amazing. Hallelujah. Let's go to Mark chapter 11, verse number 24. Sit down, y'all. Let me finish my sermon. Mark chapter 11, verse number 24. It says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's where everybody stopped. 
Yeah, glory to God. When I pray, I'm to believe that I receive. And I got, I got, take it, take it, take it. Go to 25. And when you stand praying, what's that word? Oh, my God. If you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. So when you stand praying, God expects you to do what? Forgive. Come on, somebody. Woo! Glory to God. Rest. Sit down. Glory to God. T.D. Jake says this about um, unforgiveness. He says, when you begin to realize that your past does not necessarily dictate the outcome of your future, then you can release the hurt. It is impossible to inhale new air until you exhale the old. Another quote. I think the first step is to understand that forgiveness does not exonerate the perpetrator. Forgiveness liberates the victim. It's a gift you give yourself. Another one, unforgiveness has nothing to do with another person and has everything to do with you. Joyce Meyer said this, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expect the other person to die. So when you caught up in unforgiveness, you drinking the poison and you expecting the other person to die. This is where the bleach comes in. Bleach is poison if you take it into your body, right? So let's say this. Put some bleach in there. I can't put a mess of plastic cup and get myself in a whole lot of trouble. I'm going to put this cap back on here. Y'all just pretend that I'm pouring the bleach. Come on. He'd be like, where that spot come from? I don't know. Stop the tape. Okay, come on. So unforgiveness is like you, what to say? Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. Bleach is poison. It's like you pouring it in your cup. And you know how people talk when they're in unforgiveness with somebody. Girl, I don't even want to look at them. Take a sip from your cup. Do, do you know what they did to me? Do you understand what they did to me? I'll never forgive them. Take a sip. Bless who? I'm not blessing her. Not me, my son. Not in this lifetime. Do you know? It's always in. Do you know what they did to me? Take a sip. Take a sip. It's like you drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. I got some other ones. I'm taking this one to the grave. Take a sip. Don't let me run into them on the street. Church out, right? Don't let me run into them on the street. Cheers up. Point that finger out. It's like you Drinking poison and expecting them to die. They shouldn't have came at me like that. 
I had to do what I had to do. Take a sip. <laughs> they don't deserve forgiveness. Drink the whole cup. <laughs> Let me tell you some things about Clorox. Like, why this woman is on this Clorox today? Clorox bleach is really poison. It can harm us if we're not careful. Poison normally has labels on it. If you look on the back, they got, yeah, they got labels, and they tell you warning. Warning, okay? Warning. It has labels on it. And it gives us several warnings. Clorox bleach can irritate the skin, eye, and internal tissues. Y'all heard that word, irritate? When you're in un unforgiveness, when you see a person, you're very irritated. Mm. Can't stand to hear their name. Come on, somebody. Don't, just don't, don't even say their name. God forbid you're still friends with them on Facebook. You can't still, yeah, if anything good going on in their life, you can't stand to see a post from them. Uh-uh. Because their life supposed to go down in a downward spiral because they did something to you. So it irritates. Let's look at another thing regarding Clorox breach. How about this on the label? Um, it says it's especially dangerous for broken skin. Um, it says uh, sensitization can occur if bleach comes into contact with an open wound. You know that small wound, you can have a little cut that you, like a paper cut on your finger. And if you put your hand in some bleach, boy, you talking about pain, me son. Pain. A lot of people, because it got open wounds. So like I said earlier, little offense, you pop off. Mm. Let me show you another thing about this. Holy Spirit talking tonight, glory to God. When you use it for prolonged periods, the user should wear protective gloves. Because, you know, sometimes it affects your skin and all that kind of stuff. Change occurs. Come on. Our protective glove is Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart. Mm. We have to protect our heart. I thought I had another one. Mm. Yeah. Bleach, um, bleach fumes or mist um, extragate certain medical conditions such as, as obstructive lung disease, chronic bronchitis, and um, asthma. You should only use bleach in well-ventilated areas. It can cause certain medical conditions. That's what we're talking about, unforgiveness. Same thing. It can cause certain medical conditions. Put up the article that I gave you, Rhonda. You didn't get the article? Okay, okay. It says, unforgiveness is classified in the medical books as a disease. Go to the next slide. According to Dr. Stephen Stanford, chief surgeon at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, refusing to forgive makes people sick and keeps them that way. Keep going. With that in mind, forgiveness therapy is now being used to help treat diseases such as cancer. It's important to treat emotional wounds or disorders because they really can hinder someone's reaction to the, to, to the who? Someone's reactions. Wait a minute, go back to the last one. No, it's okay. Someone's, re, uh, someone's reaction to the, what's the next the? Okay, something ain't right. Uh, I was trying to do be smart. You know, I was trying to act like I had it going on. 
It's important to treat emotional wounds or disorders because they really can hinder someone's reactions to the treatment. So it's like they're treating you, but because you're in unforgiveness, the treatment's not working. Even someone's willingness to pursue treatment, Stanford explained. It's important to treat emotional wounds or disorders because they can really hinder someone's reaction to the treatment. I just read that. Let me go down to the next one. Of all cancer patients, 61% have forgiveness issues. And of those, more than half are severe, according to research by Dr. Michael Berry, who is the pastor and author of the of Forgiveness Project. Harboring these negative emotions, this anger and hatred, creates a state of chronic anxiety, he says. Chronic anxiety very predictably produces excessive adrenaline and cortisol, which depletes the production of natural killer cells, which, in your body, which is your body's foot soldiers in the fight against cancer, he explained. Barry said the first step in learning to forgive is to realize how much we have been forgiven by God. When you look at how much God, only you and God know what, had went, what has gone on in your life. The people that you've done stuff, because we always look at us being the victims. But there are some people that you have victimized yourself. And God, <laughs> that was loud back there, all the way in the back, you know. Okay, but amen, for real. So knowing that God has forgiven you. Is the first step in helping you to forgive somebody else. I want to read this last part. Most people don't realize what a burden of anger and hatred were until they let it go. You don't realize how much the weights come off of you until you let it go. Right now, you know, when people walk in unforgiveness, put that, put that slide back up about the poison, please. Right now, when you walk in unforgiveness, this is the way of life. This is your normal. You used to, you know, having a, a, what you walk, you know how people had that protective mechanism, you know, not tr being able to trust people, specifically people who have been hurt in a relationship. You hear a lot of women sometimes say, I'll, I'll never get married or I don't want to be in a relationship no more because so-and-so hurt me. You put up a wall of defense. But God wants you to have a new normal tonight. See, when you used to carry in weight, when you used to walking in shame and discouragement and having guilt, living in hatred and bitterness, it's just normal. But God wants you free tonight. Your new normal, you're going to be like, it's been like, I could have been like this a long time ago. I didn't have to walk around with this, this weight. Against this person, for I have to do that. Somebody's going to get a new normal tonight. I want everybody to stand on their feet tonight. This is an action message. Think about that. Unforgiveness is like taking poison, but expecting someone else to die. I want everybody to stand up. Because I want everybody to go before the throne of grace tonight regarding whatever is in your heart tonight. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody, I'm telling you, I, I share with you tonight, I'm talking about deeply hurt. Maybe that has happened to you. Maybe you're sitting in it right now, and you came here purpose in your heart. I am never letting that go. Thank you, musicians, for coming up. 
Glory to God. Well, tonight, I just want you to go to the throne of God. Want him, allow him to search your heart tonight. And if there's anything in there regarding anybody, I want you to let it go. The Bible talks about casting all your cares upon him. If you need to physically write the name down, put it on a sheet of paper and throw it and then gather it up at the end of the service and burn it in a garbage can, do that, whatever you need to do. But tonight is the night of release, to let it go so that you can move forward in the plan and in the purpose of God. For some people, this has hindered them in their walk, hindered them in advancing. You know, unforgiveness will, even things that are coming in your future, just like I said, a relationship, something as simple as a relationship. Because you're walking in unforgiveness, what God had planned to come, you can't even see because you're walking in so much or he saw you cutting up. He said, not me. And he left. <laughs> he was like, oh, oh that, that's too much baggage for me, me son. Oh, no. No, sorry. You see that one? Oh, no. No. That's why we got to let that stuff go. Let it go. So I want you to take an opportunity. Pray something soft for me, okay? Give me something. Something real nice. Remember, holding on to that. Every day it's like saying cheers. So let's go before the throne of God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you and praise you, Lord God. Father, we come before your throne tonight, Lord God. Your word says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Father, we need you tonight. Father, I just thank you for the people that are standing in this room, Lord God. As they are coming to you, Lord God, your word says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and you will give us rest to take your yoke upon us and learn of you, for we, you are meek and lowly in heart. And then you said, we're going to find rest for our souls. Somebody going to get rest tonight because they're letting go of the weight of bitterness. They're letting go of the weight of anger. They're letting go of the weight of hatred. They're letting it go tonight, no matter who it is and whatever the offense is. Tonight, we as a corporate body, in Jesus' name, we let go of those things that has called, uh, caused us to uh, be held back. We let go of those uh, of those uh, aches and pains in our hearts, Lord God. We let go of those that have offended us and hurt us, Lord God. We let go of it tonight in the name of Jesus. And Father, tonight, we thank you, Lord God. Your word declares whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I thank you for the divine release taking place in this place tonight like never before, Lord God. I thank you that people sense a difference in their bodies tonight in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Jehovah Rapha is here the healer you release it you receive the healing that you need in your body tonight in the name of Jesus father I just thank you and praise you that your word is truth Lord God and that you will show up and show it out in our lives Lord God so we let it go we let it go we let go of the hurt we let it go relationships that didn't work out right marriages we let it go, holding our kids hostage because they didn't become what we thought they should become. And they're not doing what we thought they should be doing. We let it go tonight, holding things against our husbands and husbands holding things against their wife. We let it go tonight, holding things against our employers or our co-workers. We let it go tonight.
And Father, I thank you for the freedom, for the liberty tonight. Father, I just want to give you glory, and I want to give you honor, and I want to give you praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Glory to God. Somebody give God praise, and somebody give God glory. Somebody give God honor. Come on, somebody's free in here tonight. 